Hi, I'm Craig. Are you terrified and skeptical of all this new crypto Bitcoin mamma jamma? You heard people are making money, but you still have no idea what the hell is even going on? Me too. Join us at Craig's Cryptocurrency and Associates. We manage all your crypto assets and bitcoins and slot machines and talk to you in a way that's easy to understand. Because we still don't know what the hell it is either. We'll answer all your questions like, if the NFT is hot, can I drink it? Do the Crips own crypto? And if I buy one, will the Bloods be mad? Or, who is Solana? And is she single? Craig's Cryptocurrency and Associates. Let's figure this shit out together. Yo, what's good, America, Europe, planet Earth, wherever you at, Africa, we see you. You made it to episode 104. It's your boy, your co-host, Joel Boyd. We out here, baby, we back. Amazing things are happening. I just want to let y'all know a couple quick things off the bat. Thanks for supporting the podcast. If you can, watch season five of The Shy. And uh, you'll get to see some some of my my acting work. So please check that out. We got Tradell Hawk on the show today. He is a model, an actor, podcaster. He is trailblazing. This is such a dope conversation that we got to have with him. He is very, very passionate about where the earth and f- the future and culture is going. So we talk a lot about his interest and passion in cryptocurrency and nfts so if you ever been one of those people that's like bro i know they've been talking about this crypto shit and the metaverse and all this crazy stuff but i don't know what the hell they be talking about today is your episode because we about to get into it and we, we we handle it in a way that's welcoming and we slow it down for you for people that don't know what we talking about you know what i mean we slow it down so you can join us in the conversation so don't feel weird i felt weird when i first got into this space so this episode is for you. I just I do want to say we record our show out of order. Any of the information that you hear in this episode when we're talking about specific numbers on what Bitcoin is worth or what Solana is worth or what Ethereum is worth, it is not accurate to this very moment that you could be listening to the show, okay? We record out of order, so do your own research. That is a very big proponent of the NFT and cryptocurrency community. Please do your own research. We don't need nobody hollering at us talking about we lost you money. Just do your own research and make sure that the numbers are where they need to be for you to get started in your cryptocurrency journey. Okay, the numbers are going to be different than what you hear us talk about on this episode because we recorded it at an earlier date. All right, if you can handle that, you'll be good. All right, it's a good one. We got our intro, me and Ralph, and then we got our interview with the great Tradell Hawk. So without further ado, welcome to High Power. Maybe that is the cool thing about being a millennial because we are the last generation that got that before and after. Mm-hmm. It is harder for us to, I'm going to be honest with y'all, it's, it's harder for me, and we. I think we have to make these conscious choices constantly to say I'm going to either embrace the internet 
or I'm going to move away from the internet mm-hmm. because I have a lot of friends and we, you know, we, especially being creatives, being on Instagram, the way we do comedy, all of our friends growing up, it's like people have clearly made a decision, even if they don't know they did. Mm-hmm. Some people are literally, I have friends who I went to college with who are trying to be same business as us, you know, doing comedy, writing, acting, all this stuff. But some of them like literally have receded from the internet and some of them embraced it. And it's like, I think being in our age group, it's our generation's choices that are going to decide, I believe, the actual value of the internet. Mm. Like, Mm. because we had that before and after and because we are growing into our own adulthood at the same time, I don't think Gen Z, Gen Z is going to absolutely go through the roof as far as their skills and being able to use it. But I think we're going to be in charge of like what it actually means as a human being. Mm. I still do think it is our age group that's going to decide the value of a dollar versus digital currency versus like a fucking hug or a smile or like a a conversation Mm -hmm. with somebody. What... What are we? What are we as millennials placing our value mm. on? Because the back of my head is just like, are these kids gonna crap out of technology? Where it's just like mm. they might spin out. Yeah, bro. it's just like too much. Since since you've been a kid, you've been on an iPad. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just watching parents that like I've seen them. It's just like they throw an iPad in front of the kid, and the kid's just watching that all day. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, oh, turn it off, and then you turn it back on. So I'm just like. You ever get bored of TV after watching it? Like, remember, like, I don't know. I grew up with, like, strict, like, no TV during the weekdays. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, and you couldn't wait for the weekend because you're just like, I'm about to OD. Like, (laughs) OD. I'm watching everything. But, like, there's a certain point where you do have the freedom to watch everything. Like, then you're, like, bored. Yeah, you lose the value. Yeah, I did it all. Like, I watched it all. Like, now I'm, I'm to the point where I've seen every show. Like, there's not a show that can just be like, <laughs> this is so great, like, and drag me into it. Like, yeah. and there are great shows out there, but I feel like I'm getting bored. Like, I'm, I'm finding myself like, I want to create now. Yeah. I don't want to watch anybody watch TV. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch anybody anymore. I want to be in the action. I mm-hmm. want to be touching and feeling too. Like, you know, like, I want to have these emotions these characters have. Yeah. So it's just like, are these kids that are growing up with, te- are they going to be like, yo, are they going to like get out of the fog or are we just like, no, mm-hmm. we're in it. We're steamrolled into well, I, this. I think in America, my mom always talks about this, how we live in a very too late mentality, right? Like, we're not going to probably have universal health care in this country until it's dire. Right? Like, Mm. we let Trump happen. There's things that have happened where America kind of lives in this, oh, shit, we should have done something about this. Mm. And then it happens, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think eventually the pendulum is going to have to swing back. Like, right? Like, kids that are growing up now are one day going to understand because they'll have no choice. They'll be so depressed. They'll be so deprived of, of love and human connection, all these things. Where a fucking comedy show could save their fucking life, Facts. bro. Facts. A laugh open with a bunch of like a thousand people just having an experience together. That's there's concerts that I've been to where I'm like, bro, this outcast concert that I went to, I'm like, bro, I'll never forget that feeling. Yeah. Bro. And that's more valuable. That memory is more valuable than probably any type of little money shit that you can hand that's, me one day. That that you said it perfectly, man. You can't buy that. You know, I mean, you bought the ticket. Yeah, like, what are you going to save the ticket <laughs> right. and sell it later? But it's that memory of you going to a concert. And I, I loved our guest today, like, because he's yeah. just like, the power of the internet is real. 
Yeah. But I'm such a person that the power of humanity and connection is real too. Mm-hmm. And I know we're connecting through the internet, but like you said, I've heard several girls like go out on dates and be like, oh, this conversation was dry. Mm-hmm. This is dry. It's because we're losing it. We're mm. losing the connection. We're losing because we're so focused on like the future of what's going to happen, the right. future of this, while we're not even taking the time for the details of the human being in front of us. Oh, mm. we know they're going through shit. We're going through shit too. So we don't even have to talk about it. Let's talk about. I'm like, let's not talk about the future. Let's talk about how are you feeling today? Like truly, mm-hmm. like, and it's uncomfortable, but it's just like, yeah, I think that is where I see my riches in. Like, mm, you know, that's yeah. where I found the value in. Like, yeah. I always know I can make money. Like mm-hmm. talking to this guest, talking to our several guests, I'm like, okay, there are opportunities to make money. Mm-hmm. But the real gem is like having the opportunity to talk to somebody mm-hmm. like and really connect and really laugh and really talk shit really like understand our flaws yeah like you know what i'm saying like our, and our achievements but like understand each other we're human beings like and I, I love talking about the future but i just don't want the human connection to die any kid who's listening to this right now if you happen to be like one of these young guns that we you know are, are saying that may not understand the value of like human connection Take a fucking improv class or like seek out things that will make you good when you're just traveling the world. Sparking up conversation and being like personable, that's never going out of style, bro. Speaking of charm, our guest today is an absolute amazing individual, Tradell Hawk. Ladies and gentlemen, model, actor. He is the host of the NFT Culture Club podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. They drop new episodes every Monday. And you can follow him on IG at Tradell Hawk. And if you really, really like him and you uh, want to keep up with his NFT taste as he is deep into the culture, follow him on Twitter at NFT Hawk Loves ETH. That's NFT H-A-W-K L-O-V-E-S E-T-H. That's Loves ETH like Ethereum, which is the basic coin for the value of NFTs. If that all sounded super confusing and you're like, what the fuck did you just say? You're going to find out on this interview right after this commercial break. When I wake up in the morning, what's the first thing I do? I grab a cup of coffee. But, you know, it's like I want to immediately contribute to the world in a positive way. So how do I do that? You know what I do? I buy my coffee from California Coffee Company. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. They're a black-owned, culturally-connected coffee and lifestyle brand. Their products taste amazing. It's freshly ground, roasted coffee. They have all types of flavors that are just exactly what you need in the morning. They are young. They are doing it. They're reclaiming the culture through coffee, through teaching everybody that follows their movement about culture class and confidence and 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 truly they are letting people know where the true origins of coffee came from did you know that the coffee bean originates from ethiopia did you know that enslaved black folks established the coffee industry in south and central america but when people think of coffee they don't really think about black folks you know in its origins but 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 they are here to change that you guys are out there and you're drinking your coffee every day. I'm telling you where you got to go. You got to go to CaliCoffee.co. That's CaliCoffee.co, the California Coffee Company. And you're going to use our discount code POWERPOD 
for 15% off your coffee purchase. They ship nationwide and you can get your coffee and maybe some of their apparel at calicoffee.co. You can follow them on Instagram at the Cali Coffee and they are going to hook you up and let you know that tasting is believing. They're telling a new story about people of color through the world's most beloved beverage. That's California Coffee Company. Go ahead, type in your code at calicoffee.co. California Coffee Company. I think this was like a quarter of the way through the pandemic. Chris Rock had an interview. I think he was on like Breakfast Club or something. But he was he said like the pandemic is halftime, bro. Like it is halftime. You can either play the second half of this game the same way you played the first or you could really look into what you were doing mm. and switch it up Amen. and finish the game the way you're supposed to finish yeah. this game. Mm. And I feel like, bro, that woke me up so quick. Mm. Like, just the... How's uh, that been, like, as far as shows? Is it, is it, like, are you starting to get, like, are there st- like more and more comedy shows? Because I keep looking up mm-hmm. randomly to see if there's, like, improv. Like, there's just, like, doesn't seem to be that much happening still. But do you feel like things are back? Or and, I mean, you just had a show this week. Yeah. And the people are here for it. Like, I yeah. feel like yeah. before they used to be, like, I'm just going to a comedy show, but... Make me laugh. This one is just like, <laughs> please make me laugh. Please get me like, out of my I've head. Been in my house for like <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. year. Right. I've been with this girl forever now. <laughs> make her laugh. Yes, please. Yeah. please. Make her laugh. I have tried everything yeah. for the past two and a half years. I picked up juggling. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like talking to her. I feel like it's changed me because I used to be that person where I used to out, bro. Like you yeah. know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, just and because in LA you're like, oh, you want to network, you know, mm-hmm. right? But now. Cause I do feel like I, I get a decent amount of like invites, things are happening, but I'm just like, I'm dialed in now. Mm, I'm yeah. like, y'all have spoiled me with like time to myself to like mm. work on projects and focus. Yeah. I don't really need to be out here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like say my boy focus. Yeah. I, like I don't know. I feel like I've changed and yeah, people are hitting me like, yo, what's up with you? And I'm like, I'm making money. <laughs> like, what I'm are in my bag. You like, doing? I'm not, I'm not fucking with that no more, man. Yeah. The mental health cloud that was kind of over the world. I and- mean, and, and in that same breath, it's like also the level of work you were putting in before the pandemic probably positioned you. That's where you landed. You know, mm-hmm. and I think for me, I felt blessed because... I was in LA and I had been in New York, you know what I mean, hustling, hustling. But I just, you know, things were going good and I ended up here in LA living on the beach in Venice and I was in a great position, you know what I mean? But then I even had, and I had more and more. I was already starting to build this YouTube channel, doing vlogs. Yeah. I was able to just hone in on that and, and then was able to build that up into a thing that made money, you know? Wow. So I, I think it just like wherever you was already going, like you said, you had time to to reflect on what was working, what mm-hmm. wasn't working, and keep going, or you just kind of like play victim, which is right. wild because we're all going through the same thing. We always broke. Yeah, like, my account went to zero at some yeah, point. Like waiting on them checks, bro. Yeah. And that was the moment we all realized, oh, y'all could do reparations if you really wanted to. <laughs> okay. If you really wanted to. Yeah, y'all still um, got these student loans paused. Y'all really need to just cut them out completely at this uh, point. They, they're going to cut them off. All right, got, come on now. Come on, Biden. They have to. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, it don't make no sense. Yeah, I got a few stand-up jokes I've been trying to write about Biden's ass. I'm gonna warm up to it. Yeah, yeah, uh, you got it. Oh no, let's not go into it. Like. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Save it. They're gonna see us. Should have voted for Kanye. Uh, <laughs> bro. 
Bruh. I should have voted for Ye, nigga. What if he was what if he would have was president right now? Who, yeah? If Ye yeah. was president, first of all, we'd all have outfits off rip. Like, off rip. <laughs> what's, 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 what's my man he's beefing with? What's his name? Uh Pete Pete Davidson? He'd, he'd be in jail right yeah, now. Yeah, that nigga like... have some kind of treason. <laughs> <laughs> Skeet. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like the pandemic though, like, I mean, there were blessings for sure. It was really you had some choices to make, right? So it was like the first time where we could all just slow down. And, but there were also, this is the weirdest part of it to me, is that capitalism was still trying to have a hold on how things operate, right? Mm -hmm. So there was still in me, you know, I think all of us being young black males, if, if, and just young men, I think in general, you know, testosterone is still like in our, in our system. So like when I wake up, I still had that kind of like, yo, I got to get out. I got to do something. I got to lift something. I got to run somewhere. I got to, I got to accomplish something. I got to get that. Like that was still happening in my brain, but it was like, so that first few months was just like maddening. And and, and I think this podcast in a way, I I want it to be an open space where we can talk about some of these larger things that are happening underneath you know, the world and kind of how we're progressing with this. Cause it's like, we all had that moment. I remember sitting with my roommates being like, yo, are we like, are we okay with how this is going down? Like racially, like the, the disparities between like the, the COVID numbers in the black community for Brown folks. Like, I mean, it was a lot of deep conversations. At least I was able to, I was lucky to have those with my roommates at the time. But it was just like, bro, what are we doing? And now that we're on the other side, it's like, I want to still keep that, those impulses a little bit of just like, even though now the quote unquote, we've all punched back in, it's like, I don't want to do, I, I, I feel what Chris Rock is saying. Like, I don't want to do the second half of this the same way I was doing the first half. I don't want to just be in LA and get rich and be famous or whatever people come out here to Price. do. Yeah. Like, that's not... Some people left LA in the middle of the pandemic yeah. and good on them because mm-hmm. they were probably like, I, this, what, are, what is this? I don't even yeah. like doing this. But you, I mean, I feel like with you, Tradell, like I, we, you know, a little trivia for everybody. We used to be roommates three yeah. years ago, four years ago, yeah, something like that. Like, yeah, three or four. Probably, yeah. 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 But you, I mean, you were always just such a positive, I feel like force. Like we're same, you know yeah. what I mean? And I think that was the dynamic that was dope about us. It was just like, we were both like getting it mm-hmm. you know and i don't know that we even got to spend that much time together yeah because <laughs> we're both just always on the move but i think i always love like okay dope like this is another black dude that's like crushing it in his own lane like i'm gonna kill it in my own lane so no i mean i think that's something i appreciate it and i think yeah i've i've, I've i don't know i just like you said i have that natural tight test testosterone athlete stuck on go mm-hmm. i want to yeah you, you know, used to like get up i remember i used to wake up like barely opening my laptop and this motherfucker would be like getting in from a morning run like a six mile run yeah like like breathing like he was fine (laughs) just woo like no sweat barely we used to live by griffith well like you know not too far from where i said no i used to run all the way uh up past to the park yeah Um, griffith park yeah but yeah i mean i think it's that you know you 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 know you want to be better than the next guy while they're sleeping you're working so I definitely treated the pandemic like that for a little bit, I think, where I was grinding. 
Mm-hmm. Then I was like, okay, all this is crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're going like, to crash. You're going to crash. Hey, it doesn't matter what's going to happen, yeah. bro. You could plant, like, yeah, I know. Go, keep talking, yeah. but yeah. So, you know, then I got on my, you know, we're going to get some weed and we're going to chill out. <laughs> we're going to rest. Yeah, You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, a lot yeah. happening in the world. Racism. I caught COVID at one point. Yeah. And it took okay. me down, bro. You know, like. What I, phase did you get? Did you get? Delta. Or I got Omicron? I got the first one. Like whatever oh, like was happening OG. first. Yeah, like that summer of 2020, I was living downtown and this is funny actually. So I I caught it. I didn't know I caught it. And I'm at the crib. I have a studio at that point and I go to roll some weed and I smell it and I can't smell anything. No. And I'm like this is some grass. I'm like what the <laughs> fuck is this, bro? And I throw it out. Because I, I I was buying a bunch of weed. I just thought I somehow I had gotten some BS. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, Y'all this can't is... see at home, but me and Ralph's mouths are I like my a gape. A gape. I <laughs> literally threw out like almost an eighth. And I go downstairs <laughs> to my trash room, which is always smells crazy. Oh. Which always smells. You know, one of those big buildings. Yeah. And I walked in and I'm like, they cleaned up in here? Nah. You know what I mean? Because I, I could not smell anything. So I'm like, they must have scrubbed these bins, my guy. Like, what? You know? And then as soon, as soon as I walked up to it and opened it, it was full of trash. And, you know, at that point, that the news, everybody, you know, going to lose your... I, I was like, oh. <laughs> That's just a ringing in the... <laughs> and then I started freaking out, you know, because... <laughs> You know, now I'm talking to people and I'm Googling stuff. And some people are like, I never got my smell back. And I'm like, no. Yeah, bro. My oh, girl my. was telling me about that oh. in the middle. People were like putting up TikToks, like yeah. explaining their symptoms. And just be like, yeah, I never got mine back. I can't taste anything. This yeah. is horrible. It's been like months. Yeah. And there's a condition that it's called. I forget some long word. For me, I was like, I'm a super healthy person. And this took me down. Yeah, I yeah. know it's taken down somebody that's not, you know, or somebody mm. with a condition. Yeah. Um, and that was my one issue with people like us is that like we felt like because we were so healthy and able to get past COVID or didn't have COVID and didn't have symptoms that like it's not a real thing or like mm-hmm. you know, people like I, I argue with people about the whole thing about it's the mass. And I'm Bro, just it's like, crazy. Man, like as long as I've known you, Tradell, like you've always just had, I think, just a, a go getter type attitude in such a way. And it really crept up on me, like, you know, when I was, when we lived in the same apartment, I was like, what is this fucking nigga doing? Like, it's four <laughs> in the morning, and he's, like, making food and leaving the house, and, like, it's crazy. What what happened in your life, do you feel like, that gave you that? I think, I think my family, just a quick, a quick background, born in Chicago to a hey. single mom. Shout out, Chi-Town. Shout out to Chi-Town. With a single mom, I have a sister who's three years older than me. But we have different dads. Mm-hmm. I don't know my dad and have never known my dad. Damn. Because my mom was sick. And basically, this is crazy, but I'll just go ahead and tell it on the podcast. But mm-hmm. my my mom thought that my dad was my sister's dad. And my sister's dad's name is Wendell. And my uncle's name is Tracy. So she took the truff from Tracy and the Dale from Wendell mm-hmm. to make Trudeau. Mm-hmm. But then when I came out, I looked nothing like him. You know what I mean? So I wasn't his child, but she was also sick and she didn't want anything, like didn't want us to be like separated. So she never told anybody who my actual dad was. Mm. Um, so to this day, I still don't know. And like nobody knows Damn. who my dad is. But my, my, my mom did die when I was 10 years old. Whoa. So then I, I ended up um, 
moving to Michigan to live with my aunt Thalma, and we would spend time between her and my other aunt in, in Chicago. We'd come mm-hmm. back to Chicago for summers. But wow. I think, you know, so I, I, I think I grew up fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like so much was happening, and like my mom knew she, like, like she, she had uh, had to get a heart transplant when I was eight. So they'd already told us she had six months to live. So at eight years old, we were like saying "I love you" and preparing for her to die. And then she actually got a new heart transplant, got mm-hmm. a new heart, and came out. But at that point, I was just like, yo, I feel like her time is limited. And mm-hmm. I like was sleeping in bed with her every night, telling her I loved her. But long story short, I felt like I had, not to this day, I still am the big brother. You know what I mean? I felt like mm-hmm. I had to take care of my sister. So I think I've always had that, but also my family works really hard. I think I always took that kind of work ethic and like education and just like, you know, like they pushed me, put me in camps yeah. and put me in sports. Like, so I was just right. always like, yo, let's go. Let's get it. Let's get this money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's young, bro. Yeah. For all of that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And there's some days I'm like, look, I don't know who this nigga is that made me, but like, for, thank you for the jeans, bro. Right. Like, I look good. Yeah. <laughs> you tall. I'm smart. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but like. <laughs> You know what's crazy? I've done the like 23andMe test or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they do like the genealogy. So I, I found out that, you know, I'm mostly Nigerian. Mm-hmm. I got a little more white than I would like. I think okay. like 10% or something like that. Yeah, you're in a double right. digit white? Yeah, because it was like 30% Nigerian, like 20%, I think, like Cameroon. And then it was like 10% European. I was like, whoa. <laughs> we are yeah, whiter I don't than you we can play. say nigga no more, Fidel. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. The 10%, you can say nig. <laughs> you can say nig. <laughs> February off. I was like, we are white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, he got good credit. I can yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, like to bring it back to COVID, I think, and just I find that at least me dealing with that, I think I, I thank my family for doing is that they put us in counseling. Like while we were young, mm-hmm. like because they were just like, yo, these kids went through like a lot. You know what I'm saying? So they put us in like therapy and like we have to be sitting there like building volcanoes and letting them erupt to our yeah. feelings and like all these things. To, for me, I, I got, it got to a point where I was like, all right, look y'all, like I'm good y'all. I didn't cry enough. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I know she loved me, you yeah. know, like, but it helped, it did help me deal with like, you know, cause you're angry at first and you're mad. Why me? And all these things. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, that experience of getting, you know, therapy and like working through my feelings and my thoughts, with mm-hmm. someone resonated with me and I continued on as I dealt with more things in my life. Yeah. I always seek out some kind of therapy or now I'm really into meditation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or or running is, is used to be my meditation. Just like right. I would be running for an hour and that's my time to just like clear my head and think about everything that's happening in my life, mm-hmm. recenter and like go from there. So I do think that is something that they gave me that I'm thankful for. And I feel like the pandemic has forced a lot of people to start talking about mm-hmm. and thinking about, and especially for black men, like, because we don't have feelings, you know what I'm saying? Bruh. We don't deal with stuff. We mm. just power through because it's what we've been taught, but yeah. it's not actually the smartest way to move. The country, instead of giving reparations, like cash, just give us therapy sessions. Like, give us a voucher to go to three therapy sessions. Because what we've mm-hmm. gone through... That's not normal. It's giving both. It's mm-hmm. giving therapy and reparations. Yeah, both. like just mm-hmm. give a, give us both because like we're adjusting with no guidance, yeah. you know, like with a lot of information, no guidance, and just like, all right, get back to work, come back to the office, everything's great now. And you're like, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait a minute, like 
yeah. we're moving forward, but we're not actually like Addressing. sitting and processing. And, and, it, and, like, and what and the fuck just happened? Especially black people, right? During yeah. all that, like George Floyd and like all right. these microaggressions. And it's like, we as black people have to constantly deal with like all of this trauma. Mm-hmm. And then y'all expect us to show up and be normal and mm-hmm. to kiki and laugh. And then also explain to you why something is racist. Why am I having to explain to you, the majority, mm-hmm. why something is racist? Mm-hmm. Like mm. and asterisk, we are the global majority. Just want to say that. Yeah, we are people of color. <laughs> yeah, and our man. marketing's getting stronger, so we'll be the majority. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> modeling, right? I got to spend time in uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Mm-hmm. I, I went. I went. Wow. Yeah, I went. I took a contract. So the first time they they tried to send me, bro, I'm like, y'all want me to go do what? Y'all want me to go live in South Africa for what? Because <laughs> I didn't know, you know, I was ignorant at the time of like, what's out there? The jungle? You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're like, no, there's a whole market, like this, nine and third. And it's the most beautiful place, bro. Mm-hmm. It's the most beautiful place. I want to go, man. Yeah. You know, there's a, the, the, the clouds hitting the mountains and there's palm trees and mm. this is Africa. And I'm like, damn, like they don't show us this. They do bro. that. They do it all the they time. They don't show they us do that this. all the time. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I am Haitian, right? Like my yeah. parents are Haitian. So I used to go to Haiti, and everyone in America thinks like Haiti's poor, like they yeah. got poor people. There is poverty, true, but there is beautiful places where you're just like, this is better than America, like you know. Yeah, what I mean? and who who's there enjoying it? White people, yeah, that you know what yeah. I'm saying? And like that's the the one thing that blew my mind about Cape Town was like the dynamics because mm-hmm. when I was there, like apartheid had just ended in the 90s, and you know apartheid is the whole like. You know, black water fountain, white water fountain. Right, like right. it was that kind of situation, and a lot of people still kind of had that mindset of like, you know, the white person knows better or they're better than me. And I would go a lot of places, bro, and I would be the only black person like that wasn't the help in Cape Town. In Cape Town. And what year was this? What years was this? The first year was 2015, mm-hmm. 2015, mm. and then the second year was 2017. And things had progressed. Like the second time I went, only because of social media. You know what I'm oh. saying? Because like the young kids had like, they could see online how things were in America or in Europe. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why aren't they? Because even like for their, their parents felt like so much progress had happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the kids were like, they're fighting white people here. Like, you know, like, like, mm-hmm. like, like they're like, they just were so impatient. There was so many more protests. And even now, like they're far ahead. And I don't want to speak ignorantly because I'm not too up to date to their recent politics mm-hmm. but yeah they still have like a long way to go in some in some ways and like there's a, a lot of poverty and it's a situation where like the people my color dark skin live the farthest like they set this stuff up so like systematically like insane where they would have like the darker skinned people like my color would live the farthest away from town and the only jobs that we could work was like blue collar jobs mm. like the what? janitors is that third if you were lighter skinned you live a little bit closer you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, your your color, God a little dang. bit lighter. And then, like, to the point where you could start to do blue, co- I mean, white collar jobs. Like, you could be, like, mm. the admin or something like that, or, like, design and third. And then they'd have, like, you know, like, Indians would be kind of in there, other, like, multiculturals. Mm-hmm. And then the white people live in the city. And, like, the people my color had to walk all the way into town. It's like, by the time you got to town and got to work, like, you're too tired to fight. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, so they just systematically just built it in a way where you yes. you walked your anger out, like you yeah. just ran that out. Wow. By the time you get yeah. there, you're just like, I'm just happy to be here. So then, so then this was another wow. dynamic of if somehow because this happened to me and I was so like confused, like if somehow you were my color and like a white family adopted you, you were allowed to 
to you were you you could be considered colored. You know, you were allowed to go into spaces. For instance, like I was grocery shopping. I lived downtown. I mean, I lived by the beach the first time, like which was beautiful. I only paid five hundred bucks a month, bro, to live by the beach. So wow. that's another thing. Your money goes so long. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the the rand is like ten to one. So you do live like a king God when you go dang. out there mm. with your uh-huh. USD. But yeah, I went into the grocery store. I'm just shopping, like living my best life. Yeah, I'm one of the few black people shopping, but whatever. I'm from America. Mm-hmm. And this guy, black guy comes up to me. And he's just like, are you colored? Because he didn't understand why I was shopping in there. Mm. And I'm was like, he working there? Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, he didn't get it. Or, or then I would, even just a lot of my interactions with local blacks. Like, What did you say? I was like, oh, bro, I'm not a part of this. <laughs> hey, I'm just stopping by, nigga. Yeah, I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm like, I'm Let from America. Let me get America. my fruit, nigga, and be gone. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Colored, white, black. Yeah, yeah. There's a blind side over here, nigga. Oh, my God, bro. I'm, I'm a model, okay, nigga? Yeah, my last I'm, name is Jones. I'm okay. not in this, dog. Oh, well, I'll give you an even better example. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm obviously making friends with people that live there. You know, people I know from America, that's my third. I had this friend that was having a screening like of his film and I'm yeah. riding with him to his screening. You know, it's like me, him. And when we get there, this woman comes up and she like, you know, meets he's black us. too. He's white. He's white. He's okay. white. Everybody's white. Now I'm, I'm okay, telling okay. you, I'm the only black person. Okay. Okay. So we get there. He's white. He's having a screening. We pull up, we get out the car, a white woman starts talking to him, but I'm on my phone you know, posting some snap or something. Mm-hmm. And they start talking and they said something about London. So I jumped in like, oh, like, you know, I love that place. It's not a third. And the lady was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't hear your accent. I would have acknowledged you. Oh, wow. Cause she thought I was the help. She thought I was there, you know what I mean? To like clean up. And I couldn't really freak out on her because that is their culture. People are the help. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, it was rare for me not to be the help, like, legitimately, and to be mm. in those spaces. And that was one of those reasons I was like, oh, I can't live here. Because, you know, they were like, oh, you, mm. you can get, like, a three-year visa and things like that. And some people were like, oh, I'm just staying in Cape Town. It's beautiful. Like, I'm like, I need to get out of here yesterday. I want to go back to America. Because I'm like, even though, like, things are, things are bad, people are racist, we all feel like equals. You know what I'm saying? We mm. all feel like equals. I can, like, you know... Talk to you know, I can debate. Yeah, we can all talk shit to Yeah, the we can talk driver. shit. Yeah, yeah, and debate. Whereas they're not nah, like the power structures and the dynamics, like they got money. The white people got money, they own the best, the best like properties, mm. like you know, by the bro. Beach. And this is Africa. And this is Africa. Bro. It's nah, it's theirs. It's definitely theirs. It's right. theirs. What? And you, you think about it, I'm just getting mad. Like I'm just getting mad right now. Cause they're just like, oh, you're waiting for him to speak, to acknowledge. You're not even treating that person like a human. Because mm-hmm. it's their and then like it's their country, you know? It's like it's it's really it's South wild. Africa. I know, bro. I know. And people talk about like South Africa is literally one of the widest, widest places. Like it's really wow. wild. I feel like that's a perfect segue to talking about the power that I've I've seen in knowing you, right? Because like because of the way you know we've been talking about capitalism and systems and you know systemic racism and things. A lot of what we're talking about is is resources and access to those resources and hierarchies and you know how things are set up, right? And in the recent time that I've known you, you've just really helped me put me on to like the power of social media and the power of these new Marketing. digital economies. And so like, how did you fall into, did you, did, cause I'll, I'll be honest from my perspective, like 
I think coming up in comedy, there was a clear distinction that was controversial yeah. in the comedy world of like, who are these internet comedians, bro? Yeah. They ain't real comics. Mm-hmm. Like, we out here yeah. on stage every day. Like, they just post some shit and it ain't even funny, you know, all this stuff. But now that the tides are changing, like, I am personally yeah. starting to really see the value. Yeah, yeah. And because we are a little old school and we started doing comedy before all this stuff, it's like, oh, if I can be good at both of these things, I would be a real powerhouse. So, like, with with you and that journey, like, did you always embrace social media? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And before I even go on to, you know, how I got there, I agree with you 1,000%. And, like, there's value in being strong in both. And, like, actually mm-hmm. being a real comedian that's able to stand up on stage mm-hmm. and, like, you know, deliver to an audience. But also collecting your own community and your own followers right. instead of waiting on, like, these networks or somebody else to give you an audience. Right. And that's the only way they can get to you is by watching you on this show. Like, you definitely need to build this direct connection with your fan base. And that's what social media gives you. Mm-hmm. But my story was back in Cape Town. I had this friend, this girl, bro. And she's still one of my close friends. Her name is Maya Stepper. Mm-hmm. She was on social. She had like at the time twenty thousand followers on Instagram, and nothing major. Nothing 20, major, you know, little numbers. Twenty thousand. Oh. And when I tell you, <laughs> everywhere we went, boy, Maya had that phone out, like just snapping and taking pictures, and like it was a whole thing. And I would be annoyed at times. I'm like, bro, just be in the moment. Like Maya, you always on this thing. Yeah. And like you know, I had an Instagram, but I barely used it. And do you know, like, that opened up so many doors for her. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, now she's at, like, 500000 And she's, like, a Victoria's Secret model and got these huge contracts. But, like, the second side of that is, like... Ralph <laughs> 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 just pulled, pulled out his phone. phone. I got to pull out yeah, my phone. <laughs> the second side of that is she still was a legit model. Like, you know what I mean? We were actually... Because the difference between a lot of these social media influencers or social media models is, like, they don't actually work real jobs. They don't have agencies. They don't mm-hmm. actually see clients. They've never worked on an actual photo shoot. They just know how to take photos with good lighting and they got a lot of followers. Yeah. Whereas like we're actually playing, you know, working this real industry game and like getting signed and being at castings like in and out and auditioning. Mm-hmm. Like we were actually going for it, but she was doing the twofold of like, yo, I'm going to be online, you know, and I'm going to be a real one. And it just right. like, Mm. mooned for her Uh, so I think seeing Maya's success for sure and like a lot of people just play the game of like all right, well if I post a bunch of this it's gonna give me numbers you know what I mean and like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get my metrics up but I think for me like I wanna be a true artist in the sense of like I wanna post what I think is dope what I enjoy posting I'm not curating some feed for the average person Mm -hmm. and that's where not only myself but I think a lot of people are finding success because Again, it's that same situation of like they were starting to hire photographers and, you know, all these talent that had big followings, but they could not actually do the job, couldn't execute. So then they had to go back to finding real people. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think I just I always want to be the real deal and good at what I do. My own Mm -hmm. my life purpose is to motivate and inspire people. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I want to do in the world. Like, when I pass, that is what I want to be my contribution is that, like, mm-hmm. I'm motivated and inspired somebody. Yeah. So it's like, at the end of the day, no matter if this is a good day, I'm working and doing a shoot, or if I'm just at home, broke, bored, mm-hmm. I'm going to find something to share. And I think people resonate with that and, like, connect. Yeah. Kind of it's like, the metaverse. It's, a it's the meta- it's Like, you're whole, checking into a reality of... So, you know, I don't want to segue here too fast, mm-hmm. uh, but like I've gotten really into NFTs and this whole like yeah. metaverse thing. And I, I like you're saying, I think. Well, okay, can we slow down? Yeah. I've been hearing about the metaverse. I'm a caveman. <laughs> what is it? 
it's very subjective right now because it's something that is being built. What the fuck? But we're, I was about to get to there. Like, what he's saying about social media, for me, that is the best example of what it is. Like, mm-hmm. we are increasingly spending more time online. Mm-hmm. Like, like even as, like, a model, right? Like, it doesn't matter where I live. I live on Instagram. <laughs> like yeah. We who, all do, though. We all live on Instagram. It's right, just, like, we right. all live there, and, like, people can then hit you and book you, and then you can go travel. But it's just, like, we live on these online, and that's how you connect with your friends and see what your friends are up to. So it's that idea of like, okay, soon, like it'll be more than just like us looking at this photo of, you know what I mean, like an avatar. It'll be us like in VR walking around mm-hmm. and going places and talking to our friends and interacting with them and playing yeah. games. Hanging out with your buddies. Hanging out New with York. your buddies. Yeah, in New yeah. York. Just like we all had to do via Zoom during the pandemic. Right. If you can, because I know we probably have some listeners who don't, like literally don't know what an NFT is. Yeah. Can you explain for those people? Yeah, for sure. So an NFT is a non-fungible token. It's just digital currency. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just like a cryptocurrency. It's just a form of having crypto because their goal is for us to start using digital money. Mm-hmm. Instead of using dollars, you know, we're going to start using crypto like Bitcoin yeah. or Ethereum to like make the transactions. Back in the day, you would exchange two horses for two cows. Like that mm-hmm. was currency, right? Mm-hmm. Before we evolved into like the dollar. So this is another version of that. So non-fungible means like you, you can't exchange it. Whereas like two 20s are equal to the same thing. You can give me a 10 and five ones and you'll still get your 20. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's fungible. Whereas like two pitchers, one of this ape and one of this like monkey. They're you, worth different. You, yeah, they're yeah, worth different things. You them. can't exchange them. They're non-fungible. Mm-hmm. So these are not. So these pieces of art that you guys are seeing are non-fungible tokens. But they're just a way to give crypto value. So Ooh. if I go buy crypto, you know, I'll go buy some Ethereum, which is just a coin. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, let me go back on like why crypto is a thing, right? So yeah. Um, so crypto, like you guys heard about Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is like this yeah, I think co- the most famous one. Yeah. yeah. So I think last year Bitcoin was about six thousand dollars. This year it's up to about forty thousand dollars to so, buy one. To buy one Bitcoin. God damn. Yeah. So if you had to just put six thousand dollars in the bank and left it there and Bitcoin. This year you'd have forty thousand. God damn. You know what I mean? Whereas like if you had to just put six thousand dollars in your checkings account, this year you'd have six thousand and six dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the whole point of like the crypto is like, okay, people are trying to grow their money faster. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? By leaving it in these coins. So then NFTs is another step above that. Like, because Bitcoin was just you can only just, you know, Bitcoin to Bitcoin, you know, exchange it that way. Mm-hmm. So then Ethereum was like the next step, okay. So yeah, we can. I can. So Ethereum is about thirty five hundred dollars right now a coin, mm-hmm. and last year it was up like six hundred dollars a coin. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing of people like yo, I'm buying Ethereum because I know it's going to grow just mm-hmm. like Bitcoin. And is Ethereum exclusive to the NFT game, or is that because I've seen it be closely associated? Yeah. So Ethereum is what NFTs run on. Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, Ethereum is what, what NFTs run on. Like it because it was the first. It was like. Oh, don't quote me on this, but like it's one of the first things that people built NFTs on. But you also like can use other coins like Solana mm-hmm. and Cardano, yeah, to do NFTs. But Ethereum, you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's the coin that. So that's why everybody's bullish on Ethereum because it was like, yo, mm-hmm. NFTs are going to be a thing. So Ethereum is going to be a thing. It's just a fact. Got it. And I tell my friends, I'm like, bro, if you don't want to figure out this whole NFT thing, just go buy some Ethereum. Like just go buy that. Just put like you know whatever amount of money you feel comfortable putting in there. And let it sit there, and I bet you it'll grow. I mean, it's gonna go up and down, but it's gonna grow. Yeah. Um. But 
NFTs became this way to create value for Ethereum because it's like, all right, yeah, I got mm. this coin that's just sitting here. I'm hoping for it to grow, but it's just sitting here. So, but now it's like, okay, I can exchange this coin for that piece of art, you know, this like NFT, you know, this like yeah. digital thing. And so you give him, you give them, the, you give someone the coin, they give you the piece of art. And then like the blockchain, which is where all these transactions happen. I know this is sounding crazy technical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's just a ledger. It's just like basically like. It's like a long yeah, receipt history. Yeah. Basically. It's just like, yo, Joel gave Trudell 0.2 Ethereum and then Trudell gave him an NFT. And it shows that transaction. Mm -hmm. Like on this. And you can pull up on this site called OpenSea. That's where all the NFTs are. It's just like mm -hmm. OpenSea. You can pull it up and it's there. But what ended up happening, bro, some of the NFT projects got so popular that people made so much more money than just leaving it in the coin. So there was a project called Board Ape Yacht Club, which y'all have probably seen these apes everywhere. Jimmy Fallon, Little Baby, Future, Ooh. everybody got them now. Got um, yeah. They started out like a thousand bucks. There's only 10,000 of them. They're all different, non-fungible. They sold out. But it's one of those things where they just started creating value for their holders and like they started having events in real life. They would run out a yacht, you know, and they mm -hmm. would or they would have a rapper come perform and like it got to the point where people didn't want to sell their they didn't want to sell their picture. So the price, you know, to to get one because the only way you can get in is if you buy it from somebody else. So yeah. people were like, yo, I'm not selling mine for less than ten thousand. You know, so then that's the cheapest one. That's the floor price. Do you know how much it is today? Three hundred thousand dollars. Damn. To get one of those. Three hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, and like, oh my god. <laughs> so, so, if you, so just to put it in perspective for yeah. people at, at, that's listening at the crib, you if you bought one of those first in ones, April if of you last were year, lucky to get one of those first ten thousand, you turned a thousand, thousand, one thousand dollars. April of last year. Right now, in twenty twenty two, it would have been close to three hundred thousand dollars. And bro, that's just the price of that asset. Like they, they get because they want you to hold on to it. So they and they know that like if you sell it, you could just make all this money. So they started finding ways to make you money, bro. Like they have a coin now. They gave all the holders like I I'm not even bullshitting y'all. Close to a hundred thousand dollars worth of the coins, like per eight. You know what I mean? So now they're up because because okay. So this is another reason why NFTs are popular for artists is okay. because like back in the day when like an artist like say Basquiat made a, a painting yeah. yeah and he sold it for a thousand bucks when he blew up and you as a per person who bought that painting was mm -hmm. able to sell it for one million dollars Basquiat's not getting any more money right he yeah. got his thousand dollars you got the painting now yeah but now the way these smart contracts are set up with NFTs they get the artist gets 10 percent or 12 percent forever so anytime their work mm -hmm. is resold to somebody else they're getting a cut of that, you know, transaction. of that transaction. Mm -hmm. So like that's what's happening with board apes. Like now that some of those apes are selling for three hundred thousand, some of them like the more rare ones are going for millions, they're still getting their ten percent. My goodness. You know what I mean? Like they're still getting their cut. So it's it's making artists rich, you know, and it's like people are creating more and more art because they're just like, yo. That's how Tory Lane's on that. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. so now musicians are getting into it because yeah. they're realizing, like, yo, I might not even need the record label because I can just put out NFTs. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And y'all are going to do the same thing. Like, yo, I'm not even selling tickets. You know, like, I'm just going to put out a limited collection of NFTs. And if you want to see me, buy one of the NFTs. And the more popular you become, the mm -hmm. more expensive that NFT is going to be. And, like, and then you get to decide right. what to do, like, what, how to create value. So to be like, yeah, all right, yeah, if you yeah. have my NFT, you can come see any show I have in LA, VIP. 
or you know, or I'm gonna have pop up shows just for my whole. Like if Dave Chappelle was to drop NFTs and it's like, if you have one, you can come see him and whenever his shows. Mm -hmm. That's going crazy. Uh, like it's it's interesting because yeah. it's just all digital, it's right? All digital. So and it's just certain amount of people that are just pumping the value up, like stocks. It's just like the regular stocks. Like yeah. if someone wants this stock to go up, there's gonna be news that day about this stock, and then you're just gonna pump value. Yeah. But the real value, we don't know. We I don't mean, know. So, th so that's that's the pushback I get. It's like, well, I don't get anything in real life. Like, dude, are they going to send me like a, a printout of the photo? And it's like, no, they're not. Like, just mm -hmm. like a blue check mark on Instagram, like you can't assign monetary value, but yeah. you still want one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like things are going to have value digitally. Like these avatars now, like these NFTs are the new Rolex. Like, if I see that you have a board ape, uh, and Twitter just did this thing where if you actually own the asset, the NFT they'll verify that it's yours. You know what I mean? On Twitter, they'll put a hexagon yeah. as your thing. Yeah. So it's like, if I see you got a hexagon and an ape, I know you got 300,000. Mm. That's a flex. That's 300 yeah. digital, not USD. No, yeah, yeah. USD. I mean, it's, it's, it's the 300,000 is is the, 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 the conversion in USD. Okay. You know what I mean? In reality, it's 100 ETH. You know what I mean? That, that asset's worth 100 ETH, but you can cash out right there. like. You know, it, it takes you probably maybe an hour to go to to sell your your asset, your picture. You know what I mean? Get your get your hundred theorem. Take it from take it from your wallet, which is which is, that's a whole thing as far as like creating a wallet to buy it. But you take that Ethereum from your wallet, connect to a site like Coinbase, sell that Ethereum back to USD, cash out to your bank account. You on your way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. like, it's not you're not that far off from it being cash. And I think that's mm -hmm. where people are like, well, it's not real money. It's not real. So my story is like I bought one because I met this kid and he and I, I had been like hearing it about it like everybody like yo NFTs it's a Ponzi scheme this and that and I'm like all right like that's all right like I don't get it but I just happened to have time one day and this dude was like really like excited about it and I, I'm like bro just tell me everything and he's like yo I bought something for eight thousand dollars so he's he's basically he's like I'm living at home with my mom you know doing COVID and like I got really into this and like I bought something he's like I started buying things and eventually I bought something for eight thousand. I was able to sell it for 160 grand. I'm like, get out of here. Like, get out of here. But the way Ethereum and the blockchain is set up, you can go online can and look it. at every transaction. Mm -hmm. Nobody, and that to me is the best thing ever. Now, I, that's why it's so popular because people prefer it over banks now because it's like, you can, it's so much transparency. Mm -hmm. Nobody can lie about nothing. I can see even these celebrities, I can see, and the biggest tip I give people is to look on your Instagram and, and in your real life, and look at people that you actually already like or look up to and see who's doing NFTs. Like, out of these people that I actually already, I vet it, you know, because, like, mm -hmm. like, you know, you, you vet people that are, I bet this person is dope. If somebody that you already know and respect is doing it, then look into that and start going from there. And what I really appreciate about your podcast is, you know, I'm listening to it and, and it's like, there are so many great tips on there and I'm so new, you know, I think a lot of people are new and yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll get a lot of people that are just learning and excited about that educational aspect of it. Yeah. I think one of the things that, that you guys talk about on your podcast that I really, really appreciate is the honesty as far as do, and I'm sure this is just a, a general consensus in the NFT community, yeah. but really doing your own research. And like, because I think, you know, there's a lot of, people i think one of the greatest things that you said to me about this community that's 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 being built through this world and through this art 
is like it's happening, bro. Yeah. Like it's yeah. there's a whole world it's, it's, happening fuck. if you to if you tune into it. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people and and I love the way you guys talk about people of color and you know, women and just people that have been, you know, historically disenfranchised. This is a way to build wealth a little bit quicker than we could in the normal everyday economy, right? So like when you really explained that to me, you know, when we were hanging out, I was just like, oh, like I really, and it is going to take some time. I, I appreciated you being honest about yeah. that and just saying like, start by watching YouTube videos, go to people who really enjoy the culture and listen to how they're going about teaching people about it and some strategies and even the scams that can occur and how to, how to gauge those and really pay attention because it's not a get rich quick scheme. I think yeah. that's what you have been able to articulate is it's not a Ponzi scheme. It's not. But it's just doing that education. I look at NFTs like the stock market for art. Everybody has a website. Everybody's got a Twitter page. It's all on Twitter. You really got to be on yeah. Twitter to do it. But the thing, again, with NFTs, and which is, again, what I love is because it is such a technical and like you kind of got to wrap your head around. It's like a community kind of space that like I'm not going to buy something some big brand comes and drops it unless other people that I know are vouching for it. You know, people in the community because I just automatically assume that you're just coming in and try to get some money real quick. Mm -hmm. You're not going to stay here because like the projects that have like made people money, they keep going, right. you know what I mean? And keep creating value, which is again, like what artists, like mm -hmm. I don't want to invest in this rapper that just put out one mixtape. I don't know that he's going to keep rapping. Mm -hmm. But if I see you already got four mixtapes out and you go on tour, I feel a little bit better about putting my money. See, that reminds me of Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, remember Nipsey Hussle when yeah. he first came out? Yeah. And he was selling like $100 mixtapes. Right, right. Yeah. And it was exclusive. Like, you couldn't really buy it. Yeah. Like, Jay-Z ended up buying like 100 of the 100. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. he was like, I'll support. And then he tried to do it again with like $1,000 mixtape, which was like, all right, all right. You're, doing, you're doing too much <laughs> for the average rapper consumer. Yeah. But for the tech, like, he was ahead of the game because that's like NFT. Are there but, NFT brokers yet? No, but I, it is something that I'm starting to do. It, it's 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 something that's coming, bro. It's something yeah, that's I, coming. the way you sounded, I feel like you're an NFT yeah, broker. Like I'd give you my money yeah. and just be like, yo, do it, <laughs> yeah. do something with that, Because that's that, right. Because again, it just takes time, right? It just takes time and money. So there's already concierge service, so people would do it for you. Um, so I had a situation right where um, I had a boy who like. You know, like obviously, like I started a group chat with friends that also do this, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm telling them like, look, y'all should buy this. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all should cop this. Yeah. Like, this is gonna blow. And you know, he would, he would, he would, he would get what I said that he to get. And I really like fucked with him for that. I'm like, dope. Like, you trusted me. You know, like the difference between me and him was he had a corporate job, and I'm an artist. I'm a freelance. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm waiting for a check, mm -hmm. and like I would get something for 300, and it would go to 1800. I'm like, oh, we're taking this out. We're taking this I out. Know. Like, we're paying rent this month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're lit. Whereas he'd hold on to it and it'd go to 10000 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he's got the money to let it sit there. He doesn't yeah. need that cash. Yeah. So, he, you know what I mean? That kept happening. And after a while, I'm like, okay, like, you gonna have to throw me something, bro. Like, if I'm gonna keep giving <laughs> you... You know what I'm like? I don't give out free information no more. Like, I do it on the podcast, but yeah. I just I realize how valuable my time... Because it's like, I'm the one that's... Doing the research. Doing the research. That nigga just clicking and clicking. Yeah, you right? just clicking yeah. by. You know what I'm saying? He, he ended up throwing me some money. You know, I had to have that conversation. Like, look, I don't know how to say this. Yeah. But, wait, wait, how'd you have that conversation? <laughs> I don't like, know how to say this, but uh, yeah. I'm outside. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> I see you. Uh, we're up. <laughs> because it, it, it got to a point where, like, he, he wasn't telling me either, like, what was happening. And again, y'all, with the blockchain, like, you can go see, see yeah. every transaction. I keep, right. I keep expressing, like, that transparency. And I think I, like, he was trying to sell something at one point. I was giving him advice. And like I just never heard back from him, and I like checked back to see if he sold. It. I went to his wallet. I he, yeah, he sold it in a whole bunch of other. You know, I like cleaned up. I'm like, dang, Damn. like you weren't even gonna tell me that. You know, I'm like, I would have, if, if anything, just said congrats. But like the fact that you, you know, and then we were in a, another group. He never like gave me props and things. So I, I just had to have that kind of a hard conversation of like, one, bro, I, I think just I'm trying to build my name as somebody that's good at this, and like, mm-hmm. if anything, if you could just let people know that like Tradell put me up on this. And right. I was able to make 10 grand or, you know, whatever, mm, right. that'd be fire. I'm like, you could take it a step further and throw me some ETH, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah You yeah. know, and he did like, you know, and we're cool now, but I had to have that conversation. And mm-hmm. I do think brokering, like I realized like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause that knowledge is valuable. This is a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So then besides listening to your wonderful podcast for people out there listening, what is maybe like two or three first steps if they, if, if this is legit their first time wrapping their yeah. head around this concept? What would you say they should do first? I think Twitter and you t- and, and just education. Twitter and education, because mm-hmm. you just need to learn as much as possible. Gary V said like fifty hours, like spend fifty hours learning NFTs. You got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I, actually, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think if you spent like if you spent a good two weeks where like yeah. if you spent a good two weeks where about three hours a night you were just dialed in. Yeah, you can. You I can like start, that's for everything too. But yeah, 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 yeah you, sure. can, you can start to figure out. You can start to figure out for sure. Yeah, the digital is also creating some in real life value. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, like they're starting to make it like we're okay. If you bought that online, you can now show up to this in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's and that's yeah it's, it's kind of cool. headed. That's amazing. Well, yo, everybody at home, um, you know, get started. Be smart. We don't yeah. want y'all calling us. Yeah, take your leave time. Leave your comments. Talk about we done lost you a thousand dollars. You gotta yeah. learn. You know, do do what you can. Invest what you can. Be I listened to this it. podcast and I lost ten million <laughs> ethers. <laughs> Let him know the word for it. Yeah. Uh, Ethereum. 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 There you go. Ethereum. That's my Ethereum. cousin's name. <laughs> Ethereum. Uh, <laughs> Ethereum. Get that. Get your shit out the car. <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much for being on the show. Yo, thank you so much for having me, y'all. This has been a pleasure. Follow us, subscribe, rate us five stars, all that good stuff. High Power Pod on Instagram, highpowerpod.com. We love y'all. Power to ya. Peace. Peace. This podcast is sponsored by Craig's Cryptocurrency and Associates. See y'all in the metaverse. Whatever that means.